Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Fred Talk, where if you're not learning, hopefully you're laughing. So, Brian, who do you think the uh, the next big baddie should be for, for, for the Marvel Universe? Because Thanos is going gonna, is gonna to be really hard to top. <laughs> Not that it needs to top it, but that they, right. they, they set the bar in a really good place with Thanos. No, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, James Brolin, or I'm sorry, Josh Brolin brought so much to that role to where, it, you know, you kind of weren't, you didn't feel like you were watching someone that was completely CGI. Yeah. You know, the, the acting was just fantastic. And it's definitely going to be hard to beat. A, you know, a lot of people are predicting Galactus. I don't think they're going to jump the gun and go right to Galactus. I think they're going to kind of baby step it. And honestly, I, you know, because of the last Fantastic Four movie and just the way the X-Men, the whole kind of saga has been wrapping up, I think and if they're smart, they're going to let it die down a little bit, get the funk of who's going to, you know, who's going to be Wolverine, you know, is Hugh Jackman coming back, this, that, and the other. Like, they have a good plan for Phase 4. But if I were to guess who the next big bad is, I mean, I'd love to see a uh, – you know, uh, uh, a Dr. Doom kind of thing going on, to be honest with you. Yes. I, 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 the way I would like it to be uh, would be they, they kind of make it seem as if Galactus is going to be it. And between mm. now and then, let's say seven years, eight years, they, yeah. they go against Dr. Doom a couple of times. Right. And they defeat him. Then when Galactus comes, Doom joins them to beat Galactus. They somehow mm. defeat Galactus or, or, or fend him away. And then all of yeah. a sudden, it was a part of Doom's plan. And then now you're in Battle World or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I dream, like, because <laughs> Dr. Doom is just such, such a good villain, especially, like, his motives. I, I think he can get that emotional yeah. attachment, especially when you, when people understand why Dr. Doom wants absolute powers, because he wants to rescue his soul from the depths of hell yeah. from Mephisto. So I think you right. get that, like, emotional attachment to doom also he can be super likable as well so yeah and i mean to me i think the mcu where they really really succeed at besides the phenomenal storytelling is that they give their villains like heart and character and you kind of feel for these dudes you know and dc is really they're starting to catch up there um, they did a really bad job with the villains before, whether if it was Suicide Squad, even Justice League with uh, with Steppenwolf. You know, I, I, yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, they're just bad because they're bad. But Marvel, they do a really good job of giving the villains a good story and even somewhat, you know, make them likable. Like even Thanos, it's like, you know, damn, I mean, he kind of has a point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I remember yeah. watching Infinity War and, uh, you know, spoiler warning, I'll, I'll put spoiler <laughs> I'll put spoiler warnings for anybody at the yeah. beginning, but when when he had to sacrifice, when he had to get the soul stone, what he had to do for it, I remember yeah. feeling bad for him, and I was like, oh, that's, when you feel bad for the villain, that's how you know it's a good villain. Like, I was yep. like, gosh, I was like, he actually, that was proof positive that he actually cared about something. Like, it, yep. it, it was so cool. Like, um, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's, your, what's your personal top top three or top five in the mcu as far as movies characters movies 
Ooh, that's a good one. And you know, it changes, it changes yep. all the time. You know, we got two or three coming out every year. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm at very, you know, with everything with, uh, you know, COVID going on, movies getting pushed back. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Black Widow this year, as well as the Eternals. But if I have to go top five and I'll go, I'll tell you what, I'll do no particular order. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, 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 that'll make it easy. <laughs> Less pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, top five, I got to go uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I just thought it was a great, not really introduction, because we got introduced to him in Civil War. But, you know, again, another story where the villain, Michael Keaton, tremendous as Vulture. Yep. And just the story and Tony Stark and just trying to have him grow up a little bit is a great movie. Um, of course, it's on there. I got to go with... Uh, Infinity War, you know, I mean, it's a really close toss up between that and Endgame. And, I, you know, I think both of them are honestly in my top five. I mean, we're talking about finishing up um, 10 years, you know, 20 something movies in the MCU in the two films. And I mean, I don't know if anybody else could have brought it together as well as uh, Kevin, uh, is it Feige? Feige? I always fuck his name up. Feige, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to say um, Feige, right? but like, Kevin Feige? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, those two, so yeah, Spider-Man, Thor Ragnarok's a favorite in just the entire household. I mean, dude, um, that one, I mean, it's like, it's, you're, it's, there's so many laughs in that movie. The oh, visuals, gosh, yeah. it's a really good background movie to keep on too. Like, it, it, it's great, man. Exactly. It's, it's a good backdrop movie. My niece and nephew love it. My, I think it's my daughter's one of her favorites, if not her favorite. And uh, Taika Wakiki, I'm sure I probably butchered his name too, but he is, uh, he's a tremendous director. I've liked him since What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, very, very uh, funny kind of indie comedy from New Zealand where he's from. And the guy's just, uh, just a beast. And I'm glad he's coming back to do Thor um, Love and Thunder, I believe it's called. Yeah. And then um, I guess to round it out, it would probably have to be Civil War. Um, oh, nice. it, it, between that and the first Iron Man. You know, the first yeah. Iron Man, of course, is what kicked it off. I've been a big John Favreau fan ever since Swingers and Made and a bunch of his old school flicks. And especially the movie Chef, I think, is probably one of my, like, top ten films of all time. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of kicking off the, where we're at in the Marvel Universe, you know, yeah. it would not have been possible without that movie. I love those. I love those. Um, to add to like a top five uh, potential, like if people were to say it, I'm like, hell yeah. One of, was my favorite until Infinity War, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, so good. Dude, so good. And it's so still good. relevant today with the whole like, you know, government overreaching, the, the, yeah. the, the, the surveillance and all that stuff. Really good. Captain America has probably the best trilogy out of any, any of the, sing yeah. the, the, the single characters uh, I, I think on the on on the, in the MCU, um, Infinity Agreed. War and Endgame, those those are those are great. Uh, I think Infinity War was a better movie, like technically, like yep. the fundamentals of a yep. movie. But Endgame had a lot more awesome moments because they were doing yeah. all the callbacks and they were you know tying everything yeah. together. That scene where yeah. they all come through the portals, bro. I, I still I get chills talking about it. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh big gosh. big shout out to my buddy Saba who's on the show, and him and I talk about it all the time. And I think I, I mean you're 100 correct. Infinity War, the way they kind of bring it all together is great. I think emotional heartstrings though, End Game. Oh yeah, um, all all day and yeah, just like you said, when they come through the portals and then the cap on your left. Yeah. Um, and then Mormir <laughs> comes back to him and the Avengers assemble. I mean, it, if that doesn't give you chills, like, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what got you into 
uh, th- this type of genre of art, like comic books and stuff like that? Um, it all started when I was little. Yeah, I grew up in a, a little town called Johnson City, New York. So not to be confused with Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, it's Johnson City, New York. It's not even on the map. It's uh, right outside of Syracuse, right next to Binghamton. And, um, you know, it was like 80s, early 90s, and uh, not a lot to do, you know, when you're not outside, you know, either playing baseball or football or whatever. So to keep myself entertained, there was a couple little hobby shops around, and it was collecting baseball cards, collecting basketball cards and comic books. Nice. So uh, when I was younger, I was really big. I think Ghost Rider was probably one of my favorite ones that I remember That's getting into one. early. Yep. X-Force. Did, did you used to watch the Fantastic Four animated? Yeah. Yeah. You remember when he came, when Galactus was terrorizing Earth and he rolled up and he did the pendant stare to Galactus? Do you remember that episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I thought yeah. that was bad. I was like, what? Ghost Rider can do that? And Galactus. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. You're good. I, um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, how I grew up was just on comic books, just one after another. And, of course, the X-Men animated series is probably one of my favorites of all time. Classic. And then, um, you know, we had this little movie that kind of I mean to me really helped jump it off more than anything is is Blade you know Blade came out like 98 I think 97 something like that and and I think that's when people really started to realize like a we could do a rated R comic book movie but b we could also make it good um you know and even though it wasn't MCU back then none of that stuff I think that's really what helped kind of propel I think to me that that really kicked off the X-Men movies was the the uh the how blade how good blade did would you say that blade was like the first good oh no no because before that there was there was batman and superman yeah. before that so yeah yeah sorry sorry no 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 you're good and batman and superman are definitely great but i think as far as marvel though that that's yeah. probably one of the first really good marvel ones i mean dc yeah. with tim burton doing batman one and batman returns is awesome um you know the the superman movies with uh with christopher reeves were great yep so uh you know and i mean of course the tv shows they were kind of campy or whatever but that's the way they were supposed to be yep <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of cgi back when uh, lou ferrigno was playing the incredible hulk <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice um so what, what do we got here so get into oh so one thing that we talked about um was creating those memories with your family mm-hmm through mm-hmm. through pop culture and i mean you have a pop culture podcast called zero dark nerdy which awesome name by the way that's <laughs> thank you thank you it, it took a rename but uh, we, i think we got it yeah when you when you renamed it i'm like oh there, that's it there it is like, <laughs> so so pop culture has been such a huge influence in building mm-hmm. these family memories tell me a little bit about that man yeah, um, it definitely all started with with my dad and my parents. Um, you know, movie night has been a staple in our household since we were little kids. Um, you know, RIP to Blockbuster. Uh, I, I tell you, I can't tell you how many weekends we would spend at a Blockbuster video. Like, all right, parents get to pick a movie for them. There's a family movie that we would all get to pick, and then the kids would kind of get to pick a movie. And it, it definitely all started with that. I mean, even now to this day, a lot of my dad and I's conversations aren't so much about like, you know, deep like life and this and the other like of course I I love the man and I I will still go to him for advice but the majority of our conversations just like it is with my daughter is pop culture related whether if it's sports um you know hey did you check this movie out did you check this show out and as a family you know my sisters and I we have a couple group chats and then uh, uh dm chats where literally we will respond to each other and nothing but pop culture memes I mean it just that's just how we communicate 
So it was the <laughs> people in the Hernandez household for quite some time. And I mean, we get together, we do board games, we'll play some yeah. video games. Uh, you know, we go to the movies a lot, I think probably more than any other family out there. And my dad has instilled it in me that I have to get to the movie theater like half an hour early. It's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like going to the airport. You got to get there two hours early to go. Yes. Through the yep. <laughs> yeah. Hispanics, dude. Yeah. We get there two, three hours early, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah. And I, you know, my friends will pick on me and they're like, what time are you going to be there? I'm like, you know, I'm going to be there minimum half hour early. So it's just, uh, that's, that's, that's how it, uh, it came up. That's awesome, man. Family movie night. We used to do those. It was, I remember it was every Wednesday we would, each person of the family would rotate. We'd pick a movie and we'd get some takeout. It was typically, you know, living in New York, it was Chinese or pizza. Yeah. Um, when it was my turn to pick, it was my first, and this was my last time to pick. They, they took my rights away. I picked, <laughs> I picked the movie Pootie Tang. Oh. <laughs> Sarate. Sarate. <laughs> I'm going to catch you on the run it kind. Like, you know, my mom was like the whole time, what the hell is this? Ready? What the hell? After Mira, that, I could Mira. never pick a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. If I could rewind time, I'd pick the same movie again. <laughs> hey, the, the funny thing is your mom will remember that for the rest of her life, though. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably bring it up to you at, like around Christmas. Remember that one time we let Freddie pick a movie? Yes. Yep. <laughs> My mom's like, I don't know what the hell. I still don't know what that is to this day. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, that's cool though, man. Like, I mean, it's so true. Like, bridging for families, like bridging those. They, like, uh, mm -hmm. it's another bridge to connection via sports yeah. or, uh, or 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 you know anything anything pop culture related. I I like the Yankees. I just recently became a Mets fan, but I've liked the Yankees for the longest time yeah. because my stepdad liked the Yankees and it was a way for right. us to connect. And I, I it was I was trying to find ways to connect with them. And I yeah. remember they, when they would be in the playoffs and like he'd go to he'd fall asleep and I wake him up like the Yanks won. The Yanks won. It was just like oh hell yeah like it was our time <laughs> to connect man. So it, it's it's cool that that you we bring you bring this up because a lot, I think a lot of people can think of pop culture and they think of it as like Kardashian or something like that. Right. I'm sure people build families build connection through Kardashians, which is great. <laughs> That's fine. But like, you know, but they take yeah. a lot of people like to look at pop culture as this like low level thing. When I think it's the, the opposite, I can argue Agreed. it's it's the opposite. It's, it's a sign of the times. It's a timestamp. Mm -hmm. It's like, a you know, think about that. Like there's certain songs that bring me back to a time where I was like, man, I remember this was the summer when I was 16 years old. Right. I was, figuring things out. I was getting a little bit more comfortable talking to women and shit like that. <laughs> it, it just, it brings you back to a good time. So yeah, <laughs> that's so true, man. I mean, cause there's songs, even movies where I'm like, I know who I was dating at that time, who I went to that movie with, who, you know, when this song came out, I was DJing at this bar at this time. Yeah. And uh, I think you're 100% right, man. To me, it's not something where it's just like, oh, it's just pop culture. And, you know, but it was for the longest time, it was always nerdy shit. You know, now yeah. it's, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, mainstream. But to me, I think it's, it's a commonality that brings people together. You know, at the end of the day, if you meet someone whether if you're just sitting like having hibachi and you're sitting next to a couple strangers, I mean, someone can bring something up in a conversation, whether if it is the Kardashians, whether if it is, 
you know, Tiger King or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And I mean, you can instantly kind of form a conversation and it's a great icebreaker to kind of let people get to know each other. I mean, back, um, you know, I remember in my younger days, just kind of when, when you're, when you're out courting the ladies, I guess you would say, <laughs> you know, one of the things that you always ask kind of in the beginning is, Hey, what kind of movies do you like? What TV yeah. shows do you watch? So uh, yeah, to me, I definitely think it's a, it's a lot more than just like low level uh, ideas that people may think it is. Yeah, I dude, it's it's really deep for me as a person that likes to read self-development books and get mm. better and things like that or like find little sources of inspiration. I found like Tony Robbins after I read a few books does it it doesn't do it that much for me now, but what does for yeah. me is like I'll watch a clip from like a movie scene or something. Yeah. Or like Oh god, yeah. You know, or quotes from a comic book like Uncle Ben's with great power <sighs> comes with great responsibility becomes more relevant and important the older i get i'm like as mm -hmm. you get to a position and you know you you start to be responsible for people that you know may need help or, or th things like that like you know don't abuse your power use it for good right. things like that man what's yeah what's one of your favorite like um marvel you know comic book or mcu like moments like, like give you kind of like inspiration um as far as inspiration i mean gosh there, there's so many in the mcu uh you know of course in 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 homecoming where peter parker's kind of stuck under the rubble you know of course again spoilers ahead if you haven't seen homecoming yet and you know he's kind of like asking for help and yeah. you know you see him coming into his own like you know what i gotta i know i'm like a teenager but i gotta man up i gotta do this yeah. And seeing him come into his own. Um, one that really uh, kind of chokes me up is, uh, and Sabah and I talk about this one too, an Endgame, where you see, you know, obviously after the events of Civil War, and they don't see each other in, um, in, uh, in, Infinity, in Infinity War either, is when Cap and Tony Stark, they're like, listen, we need to go back to whatever it was, the 50s or whatnot. Do you trust me? And, you know, after their last encounter was not great, obviously, yeah. you know, that a little bit there. And then, of course, Tony getting to hang out with his father. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, heart, heart strings all day. And just like you, like my dad's a big Yankee fan. And that's really one of the only sports teams he follows. And we'll watch a lot of sports movies as well. Like 61 is one of our favorites. Um, you know, talking about the year of 61 with Mantle and um, – Roger Maris going at going at it. It's an HBO movie. Very, very good. But yeah, sports movies get me all choked up too. Like remember the Titans? Yeah. Um, Pacino speech and any given Sunday. If that doesn't get you pumped up, I don't know what the hell will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. But as far as MCU, those are definitely uh, three of three of my scenes that, uh, that, that kind of get me like, all right, let me yeah. go out there and do some shit. That uh, that scene with Tony Stark and his father is really, really deep. Because I, mm. I, at least when I, when I analyze it, because he doesn't know that that's his son, right? Right. So, and there's there's two times that, other than that, Howard Stark is kind of like, quote unquote, a dick to him. Very cold, doesn't open up. But he mm -hmm. opens up to Tony twice, and it's when Tony's not around. And I think that touches on how, for a certain generation especially, it might be hard for a father to open up to his son. Like, right. to be vulnerable. He does yeah. it in Iron Man 2. No, yeah, I believe in Iron Man 2. And the mm -hmm. video when he says, you are, he's like, I can't. He's like, I'm held back by the technology of my time. You, you can yeah. do this. He's like, you are by far my greatest creation. Like yeah. that moment. Yeah. And then when he talks to who doesn't know he's his son and he tells him like, I don't know, he just opens up to him in that moment and he gets to yeah. see like, oh shit, my dad is proud of him. Or my, excuse me, like my dad loves me or, or like he, he's figuring it out. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. or, or he makes him feel better about parenting and all that. It's, it's, yeah. it's great, man. Like, yeah. 
yeah, such a, such a like like heartwarming moment. <laughs> Agreed, man. MCU, I tell you, it's just a well-oiled machine. They tug at all the heartstrings, all of them. I love it, man. I love that now. And and what I what, what kind of annoys me a little bit is the <laughs> the, the Marvel versus DC thing. Right. Like, I'm like, right. I want all these movies to do well. I want right. to see. I, I want them all to do what you know, like right. so that way they can keep making more of them. They can literally make a bunch of them. There's so many storylines. The oh characters, God, a ton. The, and the characters become super relatable. I'm like, I I hate that DC rushed the Justice League. Yep. They did not have to do that. We would have loved to take our time and see every character, build mm-hmm. an emotional attachment, and then put them together. They didn't even have to wait ten years. They could have done it in five or seven right. years. You know, right. Like, um. But but yeah, it's just people ask me, what's your favorite DC or Marvel? I'm like, I just want a good storyline. <laughs> yeah. make, make me feel something, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's yep. your, um? who's your favorite character in the MCU? Ooh, gosh, I should, I should have been ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, I tell you, I gotta, I gotta go with, gosh, this is tough. This is real tough. Um... There's a there's a big part of me that really wants to go with Peter Quill. Ooh, that's a good choice. Why? You know, um, let's talk this one out. I like that. Yeah, one. yeah. It's just uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people are mad at him because of <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, but before yeah. all that, I mean, it, you know, he's hysterical. He's he's one that likes to just kind of just live in the moment. Um, you know, you could tell he's not really big into planning and strategy. But uh, I like the you know the connection, of course, that they have between him and his mother. And uh, and that storyline and how he comes from Earth and then was just kind of picked up by, uh, um, you know, that group. I can't think of the name right now. But, right. Um, yeah, the Ravagers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that whole dynamic between him and, uh, and Yondu, you know, especially yeah. in, in Guardians 2 where he's like, I may not have been uh, – you know, I may not have, father. right, right. And then, of course, the Mary Poppins, y'all, and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. too. And I had the pleasure of actually meeting Michael Rooker um, right before he signed on to do Guardians of the Galaxy. This is, like, right after he wrapped up um, The Walking Dead. And he is, honestly, one of the nicest individuals I ever met. But, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of um, Chris Pratt, obviously, since Parks and Rec. But just that character, you know, just kind of, like, the carefree kind of like Han Solo, but uh, just a little yeah. bit more chill. He doesn't really have his Chewbacca yet, but like, you know, and how he helps form this little family of misfits um, <laughs> and just their interactions with each other. So yeah, I, I got to go with, uh, with, with uh, Peter Quill, good old Star-Lord. <laughs> um, that's, that's a great, that's a great choice, man. And that scene with him and Thor, when they first meet each other in Infinity War, <laughs> yeah. it may, yeah. it's like, that's like deep laughs, bro. Just the back oh, and forth. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, at the at is it the end of it where they're like he's like no yeah yeah you're the captain like Thor's like, <laughs> just totally messing with him like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I really cannot wait to see more of that dynamic because um, apparently the Guardians are going to play a little role in the next Thor movie yes nice so uh, yeah that dynamic too and I think they've just done a great job with uh, Chris Hemsworth and the whole Thor dynamic you know the first two movies are obviously not in everybody's top 10 nope uh, probably not even in the top 20 yeah. but uh, like I said I think uh, Taika Wakiki just did a great job of bringing out the humanity in him throwing in some comedy and just nailed it and now he you went from like my least favorite character to literally one of my favorites Dude, yes, and and that just shows you how once again badass the MCU is. Is that they mm-hmm. can do that? They can go from making what could have been a forgettable character had it right. not been Thor to 
now it's like you know that movie is a is a like a probably a stay mainstay in like a, somebody's top five. Yeah, you know. Yep. So agreed. Nice. What uh, which which upcoming MCU project are you most anticipating? Um, as much as I do want to check out Black Widow, and of course, of course, I'm going to check it out. Um, I really am interested to see what's to me is really going to kick off Phase Four of the MCU, which is the Eternals. Um, this is an exciting time right now to, for me for the MCU, and it should be for everybody because we've always known that like Thanos has been looming. You know, we've known since at the end of the first Avengers when he makes that very short cameo, like, okay, you know, he's gonna. And then they had the uh, the little appearances in Guardians and, uh, you know, little mid credit and end credit scenes here and there. And then, of course, you know, like I said, Josh Brolin knocked it out of the park. But now we kind of enter a post Avengers world now where it's not, we're not going to see the same characters over and over again, uh, you know, except for Thor and then, you know, the Guardians and Black Panther. But the main group, um, Cap, Iron Man, you know, and after Black Widow, I don't really know where they're going to go with that. Um, yeah. I am interested to see, because it's going to, you know, Eternal is going to be more, I think it's going to tie in a lot of the history um, that we've seen little bits and pieces of as far as the, um, what is it, uh, not the Essentials, um, not the Immortals, I can't think of the damn name, but pretty much the people that help create the, the stones. Oh, uh, oh. I, I cannot think of it, but... Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's going to show a little bit of the history of the MCU. So, the Celestials. Yes, yeah. there we go. So I think it's going to tie a lot of that stuff in, which I'm sure a lot of us big fans have had questions about. Yep. And then bring in, you know, we'll finally get to hear the word mutants in the MCU now since they, you know, Disney purchased Fox and they own the rights to the words, uh, you know, mutant. So I think they're yeah. going to tie that in and, you know, go from there. So I'm excited. So those are the big two. Um Besides that, I know we have, obviously, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, I'm very, very excited for. Um, and I think as far as, like, immediate future, yeah, those those three, but definitely Eternals. Uh, I'm nice. very interested to see what's going to happen with that. Same here. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to expect from it, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's going to be uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Because watching him and... Uh, uh, the Scarlet Witch work together, yeah. I think, is going to be great because we've yeah. seen in the movies uh, Scarlet Witch become a little bit more and more powerful. And yeah, he is could I mean, arguably in the comics, I know she's arguably the most powerful Avenger. It's like mm -hmm. between her and Strange. Um, yeah, so it's it's going to be cool to see Strange. I, I would assume Strange is going to like mentor her a little bit, right? And, and 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 to help her like you know manifest her powers and all that. Okay. Uh, and then this is going to be Marvel's first horror movie as well. So, yeah so I'm, I'm curious to see how how they pull this off it's going to be pg-13 so what's, yeah you know like <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll see no good point good point i'm excited for that too and there have been uh you know the cool thing that marvel's doing as well as with disney plus and their shows so a lot of the mcu is going to be tying in with the disney plus shows like wandavision which has Wanda and Vision literally from like in the Brady Bunch to the 50s to now. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm, I'm very interested to see. Um, and then they're doing the Hawkeye TV show where he's going to be grooming his daughter into becoming nice. Hawkeye. And that they're going to kind of intertwine them into the movies. And apparently with Doctor Strange, there's going to be some kind of tidbits from WandaVision going in there. And it's been rumored that Mahershala Ali is going to make his, like, a little cameo as Blade in the Multitude of Madness movie. Whoa, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. It's rumored, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it, 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 
would make sense. I mean, because, yeah, because Blade, like, those guys, like, uh, yeah, Blade, Ghost Rider. Um, is, is Swamp Thing DC? Yeah, I believe so, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you get more into that, like, the occult and, like, that, yeah. that kind of stuff, too. So that, that, yeah. that'd be, that'd be uh, cool to see. I want to talk about what did you think about, because I know there was controversy behind this character, mm. Captain Marvel. What do you, like? She she got a lot of flack and 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 I I, I fought it at first, but then mm. I see what people are saying. But I, I want to get your take on it first. I want to talk about it. Like sure, sure. I I think like anything, it, to me, I think the best analogy would be think if you're a band that kind of came from nothing, you blew up, and one of your members either quit or God forbid passed away, and then you got brought on the band, so you didn't have to come up through the grind. You know what uh, I mean? You yeah. just kind of like, and it's almost like, I think his name is Jason Newstead. He was the basis for Metallica. So he came in after Cliff Burton passed away on a accident when they were on the road. And the rest of the members of the band legit like hazed the shit out of this dude for years because they were like, listen, Cliff came up with us, you know, even though you're here, we're, we're glad you're here. We're going to kind of like haze you into the band because we've made it, you know, we're still making it and you're, you kind of have a free pass. And I think that's what's kind of like happened. Cause I've seen some of the YouTube uh, like interviews as well, where you'll see Don Cheadle or, you know, somebody else in the cast and she's talking and they could give like two shits what she's saying. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know if it's hazing. I, I personally like the character. I like Brie Larson. I've liked her, um, you know, loved her cameo in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, I liked her in, uh, in, in Skull Island. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. So, I, yeah, I don't know how much truth I really see in it. I, you know, I don't know if they're just kind of messing with her because she's the new kid on the block. But we'll yeah. see. But I, I, I like Captain Marvel and I liked her cameos, you know, all of 10 minutes as she was in an in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I found that a lot of – there was a lot of vitriol, which I thought was extremely unnecessary with the character. Mm -hmm um yeah i mean the movie was was good it definitely i don't think it sucked by any means no good movie wasn't the best um she's an awesome character i guess the thing the thing that i guess annoyed me which i came to to grips finally was with they tried to keep pushing her as the strongest character which she, right she can be but when you have scarlet witch right there with this rich history she lost her brother we had this yeah. emotional attachment they definitely, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Seen, it did seem like they tried to prop her up, but the, a lot of that vitriol, you know, it comes from like these uh, incel type internet yeah. warriors. And I was just yeah. like, that's so, uh, it's just so unnecessary. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's, and another thing too is like uh, the Hulk. The Hulk, not my favorite Hulk the last few, but, <laughs> but we got to let the character change a little bit, you know? Yeah. The same people that complain vitriolically about the Hulk being nerfed are the same people that if they didn't do that, they would be like, well, he has no character development. All he does is get angrier and Hulk out. Like, you can't, you can't please him. Like, it's just. <laughs> yeah, you, you, and, uh, you and I both know, man, it's, it's all hit or miss. You're going to have your trolls out there. You're going to have people that you're never, ever going to make happy, no matter oh, what you do. Yeah. You know, my daughter's in film school, and one of the things I try to let her know is, listen, as you come up and, you know, you start to direct and do stuff, go with your heart, go with your passion. You're always going to have people that are going to not like your stuff and you can't please everybody. But as long as you're happy with what you pump out and you know, you gave it, you're all in your blood, sweat and tears. That's what matters. Yeah. 
That dude, that's so. that's now about. She's so lucky to have a dad like you on her. Got her back. <laughs> got her back, man. That's great. Uh, that's great advice, man. I, I, as a as a person that you know puts out content or mm -hmm. performing on stage, I look at it two ways. It's like the criticism is either true in the sense that it's something that I've been thinking about. Sure. If I, if I get it, I'll try to use it constructively mm -hmm. or it's just complete, just out of nowhere. They're just hating. And in, in which case I try my best to just like yep. ignore, ignore that type of stuff. But like, yep. it's already hard enough as an artist, like you, you so self-critical of your own Ugh. stuff that you put out and, 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 it, and I could see how people let the, the haters or the people who aren't competing in the arena exactly to, to get under their skin, man. So it's, it's, but having, you know, a dad like you that has her back, bro, that's, that's going to, Help her out a ton, man. That, that's awesome, bro. I appreciate it, man. If I can, Freddie, too, I mean, you're a big inspiration to, to someone like me. You know, I caught your your stand-up last year at the Idiot Box. And, uh, you know, for anyone, you know, any comedian, any entertainer in any form of life to get up and pour themselves out like that on a stage is incredibly inspirational. Um, and uh, to me, you're good. I tell you Thank all the you. time, I'm like, I can't wait to see you. You know, I know that Thank this you. is just the beginning. And, it's you know, people don't realize it's a marathon. Like, people like, you know, Kevin Hart or whoever it may be, directors actors entertainers you know it's not an overnight thing you know like you and i both know jay timber he's been a, a very talented musician for quite some time now and he's oh, still yeah. grinding it out and oh, yeah. uh, you probably, know it's not an overnight thing he was a teenager or something like that right like exactly like, exactly yeah but I mean, I love seeing your videos like you've kind of inspired me to be more out front because I don't mind doing the voice and I've always been camera shy. Like I have stage fright. I have anxiety. You know, I suffer from depression and all that. And I try to get through it, which is why I started a pop culture podcast with my friends. But, you know, seeing someone like you and your videos are so damn funny. I, I, I do. I love them. I just crack up. Thanks, so you've kind of inspired me this year to be like, all right, you know, get out there. You know, don't try to push it and be something you're not. But get, get your face out there and do some more. So I have yeah, to thank dude, you. I that, that means a lot to me, man. And it's, it's, and hearing this makes me, it solidifies the direction I want to go. Yeah. Cause now somebody can see you doing it and figuring it out and they go, okay, I can do it too. Like, yeah. And, and, and I, you know, I also, I get like the, you know, situational depression and stuff yeah. like that. Th this medium getting, I, I, the feeling I get after I get done doing a podcast. Oh God. is great. Like, yeah. I tell people, if it's like start a start a podcast, yep. start a YouTube channel. It, even if you don't even want to put it out, just start recording something and talking. And, yeah, you know, because if yeah. you get zero followers, at the very least, if you have kids, they have something that they could go back to when you're not around anymore, and they can right. be like, "Oh, damn!" Especially if you're putting like the the vulnerable stuff out there, they can right. be like, "Oh shit, this is this is dad going through some shit right now." Like, and he's just yeah. he's audio journaling it or, or, or video <laughs> yeah. journaling and it, it and i think it could i don't know something that can help that maybe our generation didn't have you know yeah you know, i know some 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 people had journals and things like that but right it's something that i think they can go back to and be like oh he's still here with me in these videos yeah. or these these writings and things like that so agreed it's really cool man agreed what do you think oh there's another female character oh <laughs> valkyrie oh gosh love How her awesome is she dude i How love her <laughs> oh my goodness gracious i need to i need to catch up on because i i forgot that she was also in westworld oh so, that's right that's right the same actress so i need to get caught up i've only seen season one i waited for season three to come out so i can watch season two but yeah valkyrie is a dope character and i would love to see obviously more of the backstory before hella came on and hella too like yes. she's probably one of my favorite villains in the MCU. Yeah, Blanchett just came on the scene, and not that I did, not that I ever found her unattractive before, but after she played Hella, I was like, 
Hello. Yeah, right? <laughs> How are you doing over there? Yeah, when she breaks Thor's hammer, I'm like, that's the kind of strong woman I need in my life. You know? <laughs> she ain't taking no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Woman, she don't need no man. <laughs> <laughs> no man, no hammer, none of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I think a Valkyrie solo movie would be great because of oh, that. Gosh. Talk about, I mean, mm-hmm. even that scene in in, uh, in Ragnarok where they show oh. the clip of her, her the, the Valkyries falling from grace. Like, yeah. that's like Renaissance picturesque type yep. of, of, of imagery, man. It, it was awesome. Yep. So I would love to see um, her, like, you know, uh, what is it, origin story type thing. Yeah. And I love that Thor gave her the, yeah. the reins now, dude. She's the like, <laughs> Yep. That's a great character that I think, it's one of those because some people are like oh they're pushing an agenda blah 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 so you kind of have to navigate that with with Mercury I don't think it would ever be pushing an agenda and if anybody were to say that they're just lying because we've seen this character a few times we know her backstory a little bit we've seen her growth and she's a badass. And also, the fact that when we first meet her, she's like this alcoholic. Like, <laughs> yeah. Does a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something to like, a character. Like, we like... There's something in American culture. We like like the fuck-up that's also really, really good at something. <laughs> kind of like House. House was that that guy. Like, yeah. He had the pill yeah. addiction, but he could like solve this like complex case in a, in a week or something like right right yeah i mean i don't i definitely don't think it's just the underdog i mean we definitely pull for like the fuck ups that can save the day yes yeah <laughs> hell yeah man oh so what what do you um what do you what do you think about the most brian we'll, we'll wrap it up here this is typically what i wrap yeah. up with this question yeah man so what what do you think about the most um, as far as what I think about the most is, you know, not so much leaving behind the legacy. My, my thing is, you know, what am I doing to continue to grow um, as, as a person, as, as a brother, as a son, as a father? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if anything, I, that's definitely where I beat myself up is if I take, you know, two steps back and just like, what do you, you know, I got to do the talk in the mirror, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And I'm getting ready to also hit 40 here in the, in the next couple months. So it's like, yeah, I've had my fun. Not saying I'm going to stop having fun. I mean, yeah. I, I'm always going to have fun. But at the end of the day, though, just, uh, you know, what am I doing to really just better myself and better those around me? And what can I do to help my family more, uh, to be a better friend to my friends? Um, you know, financially, I, I'm doing a lot better than I was in the past, which is good. Before, it was just kind of like I'd have money and just spend it on whatever. And I'm being a little bit more frugal as I get older. Nice. And uh, just trying to teach my daughter the best lessons. I mean, I've definitely, definitely messed up my fair share throughout my lifetime. Um, she knows I'm far from perfect. I know I'm far from perfect. I'll never be perfect. I'm totally fine being who I am. And uh, just surrounding myself with, uh, you know, just a tight knit, um, close to friends, a uh, group of friends and, uh, you know, really just doing the best I can. That's really probably what crossed my mind the most is just being, what can I do to be better every day and to be better for those around me? Hell yeah, man. Well, I feel like, dude, you're on your way there, man, from, you know, I, I know you, I don't know, the, I can see the love you have for your daughter on social media. When we did our first podcast that I freaking lost uh, about, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, I remember yeah. it was a lot about family. It was a yeah. lot about your daughter making sure she was good, man. And I, and I yeah. feel that, man. It inspires me as I look forward to having my own family as well. Like, it, it gives me, like, this glimmer of hope. I'm like, you know, because there's that, I guess, the nervousness about going into it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is it's it's cool to have people that I'm around that are being trying their best to be good fathers and 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 just you know good like you said friend brother, uh you know son and all that. So it's cool it's cool to be connected with you, man. And 
And I, yeah. I appreciate everything you put out, man. Seriously. Yeah. No, you too. Like I said, you've been a big inspiration, man. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, where, where these roads lead us. So hopefully big things for the both of us. I definitely want to collab some more. Yes. Uh, we're going to be doing more in, um, stuff with the little roadcaster over here. So well, that way on the next one, I'll have a couple people on the show. We can interview you do a little like desert Island scenario. Um, you yeah. know, kind of like the, the quarantine edition of the episode. So we'd love to have you on, man. But, uh, Definitely, uh, you know, always keep me posted when all this mess blows over. I know you can't wait to get back up on that stage and keep ripping it like you I'm were. Dying. And I'm I, dying, I bet. bro. I'm like, I it's so bad. <laughs> I bet. Have you thought about, um, and I would love to, you know, pump this as much as I can too. You know, obviously you've been seeing like musicians and DJs do stuff out there. You thought about, and I know it's probably weird because you won't get the laughter, like feedback that, you, you know, comedians would thrive off of. But, and I don't know any other comedians that are doing it, but have you thought about doing something like a Facebook Live, just doing like a little set for, you know, everybody else that's quarantined and locked, well, not locked up, but on lockdown? I, I have, and I was a little apprehensive because of everything you just named. Like, I don't, I don't know about the feedback. Is it just going to be weird? I watched right. a couple of comedy sets and they weren't, it's definitely not, obviously not the same, but it was, there was something to it. And I was like, I think I can figure this out. Like it doesn't have to be, cause I was thinking I'll, you know, set up a mic, have it be like very, like I, we're in a comedy club, but I, yeah. instead of that and trapping myself in that, I can do yeah. a mix of, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not at a comedy club. I yeah. can use the fact that like, I'm in a screen. I have my room, uh, the office I have now, there's no furniture in it except this chair. Okay. So I can use that. I can move this chair. I can move around. Use the fact that I don't have a screen. Like, come in and out of, of shots. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. that. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'll be doing my first one this upcoming Thursday. Okay. Um, But I, I'll, I'll probably be doing more just because I, I need to get stuff out. And even if yeah. I burn material, I really don't give a shit. I, I got I, I to gotta, I gotta keep creating, man. I've been doing more podcasts, but there's – the stand-up itch is something yeah. that, that that's the thing I love the most out of everything. So. I bet. And uh, yeah, like so, I said, I, I think you're very talented. So whatever we can do to pump it on our website, our, our podcast, our social media, let me know, you know, again, uh, hell yeah, I'm man. glad that we've gotten to know each other. we got a bunch of mutual friends and just real quick too. Like, how do you, uh, you just so I know too, cause I know it's like uh clack and then uh Krieger and Steinhorn. Did you meet those guys from wrestling? Yeah, we wrestled in okay. college. Yeah, okay, I so thought so. All, yeah, that's how awesome. it all started. Uh, Steinhorn did not wrestle. Uh, <laughs> he played tennis, right? He played tennis. Yeah. Well, funny story about him is uh, we, were, we were at Stumbles, and and uh, we, were, we were at the bar, and we were talking, and, and the bar, I forgot who was bartending, but he goes, hold on. He goes, Steinhorn, he goes, you don't wrestle? He goes, no, no, I play tennis. It gets quiet. He goes, I gave you a lot of unnecessary respect throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably Flathers, the owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because ja Jason's a shit talker. So it's like a lot of people probably thought he was a wrestler. Like, all right, I'm not going to do anything to him because he's a wrestler. Like, <laughs> damn, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, uh, where can people find your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're right now. We're everywhere that I at least uh, I don't want to say imaginable, but <laughs> your main normal <laughs> formats: iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, the big four. Um, definitely check us out on our website. It's popculturepodcast.com. Doesn't get any easier than that. I saw nice. that, that that domain name was available and had to snatch that right up. Nice. So, um, yeah, it's not zerodarknerdy.com. Unfortunately, somebody already had that name. So it's popculturepodcast.com. But the, the podcast and website, everything else, the Facebook page, social media, Zero Dark Nerdy, you'll be able to find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and then, of course, our YouTube page. So like, subscribe. Um, we're always down to hear new uh, 
you know, uh, show ideas. We can, it's like infinite show ideas, but I always like hearing what other people want to hear yeah. and get into. And of course, we'll, I'm sure we'll be having one soon on Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask that too, just yeah. so people know, this was a very MCU heavy thing Yeah, uh, because I'm most connected with that. But what other types of pop culture do you guys cover typically? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I try to spread it out as best as possible, you know, not uh, for our fans and just for ourselves too. Of course, the majority of what we do is movie reviews. Um, we do love horror movies. My daughter and and Jordan, who's on the show. So my daughter's name is Jordan. My buddy Jordan on the show. They're big fans of A24. They've released Hereditary, uh, Lighthouse, um, The Witch. Oh, Huge so that, that, my buddy who's into movies talks about A24. So I, I think That's the, a movie novel studio. Thing, the novel thing about this studio is that they don't front the money. What they do is they, they buy script from independent writers mm -hmm. and artists. And so, and that's why these movies are coming out so good because you don't have executive suits yep. necessarily getting their hands in it and, 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 and ruining the movie. So A24 yeah. is the name of the studio. Yeah, A24 is the name of the studio. They're based in New York City. Like I said, I can't wait for all this to blow over so we can go back to the, I believe you also know Amy Pitts. Oh, yeah, She's absolutely. A, yeah, Amy's a good friend of ours. Tila, big shout out to them so we can see them. Hopefully, New York Comic Con won't be canceled. Um, go up for that. But we, um, I do want to take her to go to... I don't, I don't think it's an actual studio studio, but the offices for A24, they do. I mean, for lack of a better term, they make really good art house films. Nice. Um, and I don't mean art house in a crappy way. I mean, just really, really solid, independent horror movies for the yeah. most part. Um, and they're starting to really bring in some big actors. But uh, yeah, I mean, we cover, you know, a lot of hip hop. A lot, a lot of us are big fans of hip hop. Big shout out to Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels 4 coming out soon. Nice. Um, we've had their DJ on the show before. So we do a lot of music episodes, concerts, things like that, TV episodes. Um, literally, I mean, just about anything pop culture. We just, the last episode we dropped was on board games. I was like, what wow, nice. Drop a board game episode than right now when, when people are at home with their families. So uh, we try to do it with what's going on, but, you know, when I'm not saying nothing's ever not going on, but we try to hit up, you know, birthdays and anniversaries too. Last year, right around this time, we released an episode for Tarantino's birthday, just favorite Tarantino movies, flicks, and, you know, just stuff like that. We just try to keep it fun. Nice. So, yeah, you guys are a great podcast to keep in the mix of, uh, you know, the, the podcast, especially if you, <laughs> I like to have variety in my yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. Man. Like, of I, course. you know, I like the serious stuff, self-development. I like yeah. silly stuff. Like, so yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Um, Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? So Instagram's a little bit different. Uh, if you still type in zero dark nerdy, we will show up. But Instagram, it's going to be ZDN underscore podcast. Awesome. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you so much for being on the show, dude. Guys, remember to subscribe, rate, and review to the Fred Talk Podcast and Zero Dark Nerdy. Um, it's, just, it's just fun all around, man. We're just trying to put positive vibes out. That's right. Ryan, I love That's you, brother. Right. Thank, thanks for being love on the too, show, man. man. Stay you safe out there, man. All right, you too. See you. Yeah! Victory! And anger management? Fuck anger management. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.